you with us. Ward is down in Temple at uh, Wings Pizza and Things, getting ready for the uh, Scott Stewart Show that's coming up tonight at 6 o'clock over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Aaron and I in the Allen Samuel Studios, and we welcome into the program Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. Scott, good afternoon, man. We appreciate your time today. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Let, let's uh, let's dive into this uh, Baylor-Oklahoma State game. It's a Saturday night, 6 o'clock game at Boone Pickens. And just kind of talk to, talk to us a little bit about the, the atmosphere at Boone Pickens, particularly for a night game. Th- this place could be a little rowdy on Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a place, especially for night games, uh, you know, which is, uh, is really a trend uh, at a lot of places. But, um, you know, night games, it gets, uh, gets a little bit rowdy. The, the tailgating at Oklahoma State is, is, uh, is, is uh, really solid. And uh, they take advantage of those opportunities before the game to, uh, to, to get themselves a little fired up for game time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so um, they'll, be, uh, they'll, be, they'll be loud and, uh, and they'll be ready. Um, you know, they've, uh, they, they're coming off their biggest crowd of the year last week for the Kansas State game, and, and I think they'll be, uh, they'll be ready to surpass that number uh, this week as well. And, and with, the, yeah. and with the, the configuration of the stadium, the fans are, are, are literally right on top of you anyway, aren't they? Oh, absolutely! Some of the smallest sidelines that uh, that you're going to see in a uh, in a football stadium, uh, they're uh, they're right on top of you, um, and uh, and then you've got uh, one end of the stadium. You've got the uh, the basketball arena, Gallagher Iber Arena, uh, built right up, and it, it helps hold that noise in coming from uh, from the west to the east, and it just uh, just reverberates in there. And so it's uh, it's a, a loud place, even though it only holds around fifty five thousand. It gets really loud in there. The noise is kept in, and uh, and like like you said, the, the fans are just right on top of you. How much has Spencer Sanders developed and matured this year for the Cowboys? You know what? That's a uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to find out uh, a little bit more about that on Saturday because his uh, his first two games it was it was hard to really tell. You know, he missed the opener uh, because of COVID protocols, and uh, then played against Tulsa. And then they went up to uh, went up to Boise State, and they were having so much trouble uh, getting the offense going. They had so many receivers that were injured that they went strictly to uh, to run game. They only threw the ball 13 times, and uh, and really just pounded the run with Jalen Warren, and you know realized that they had had themselves a uh, a workhorse running back in uh, in the mix there that they didn't really know they had. But um, you know then uh, then the receivers started getting a little bit healthy for Kansas State last week. And, in particular, Tay Martin, which really helped the offense a lot, and Sanders was able to uh, to go out and show what he's really capable of. Now, the uh, the big question with Sanders is doing that on a consistent basis because we've seen him show up with 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 really good games from time to time, but he'll have those moments where he goes out and throws three picks in in a game and and has those inconsistent moments. So, if uh, if he comes out and is able to play the way that he did against Kansas State. This uh, this offense really clicks and uh, and and can really get buzzing. So, um, but uh, but you know if he's if he's not going to be consistent in in what he's doing, then they uh, they have a tendency to struggle. You mentioned the transfer, Jalen Warren. T- tell us a little bit about him and, and, and his style of running. He is a uh, he is a unique guy. Uh, one of those bowling ball type of runners. He's five eight, two fifteen, uh, but very agile, very quick. Um, you know, he's got good good lateral movement, but uh, but really strong at uh, at at the point of contact. He'll take on tacklers. The first guy doesn't bring him down. You know, you need you need 
some uh, some backup help coming to make uh, help make a tackle on him, and uh, and he's got enough speed that when he gets into the open field, he can make a big play. We saw that at Boise when he uh, he made one cut, got into the open field, and uh, and was gone for a 75-yard touchdown that uh, that really turned the momentum in that game early after Boise had taken a a 10 nothing lead. So he is a he is a unique guy. They uh, they started using him a little bit more in the passing game and some screen game last week, and uh, and he was really effective in that. Really patient runner when he needs to be, and uh, understands letting those blocks develop in front of him. Does it look like Desmond Jackson may be coming back this week as well? It's it's very possible. He's uh, he's getting really close, so uh, that would be a uh, that would be a, a big help because they uh, their depth at running back had uh, had been down a little bit. LD Brown is out for a few weeks. You know, he was the uh, projected starter at the beginning of the year before Warren kind of take, took over, and uh, and Desmond Jackson was was kind of the uh, the power back uh, that uh, that they were relying on for in some some specific situations. But um, you know, with they had him out and LD Brown out last week, and so it's been a uh, heavy dose of of Jalen Warren the last two weeks. Through the first four games, where's the Cowboy defense in your opinion? They're, uh, you know, they're pretty close to what they were a year ago. There's so many guys back from uh, from this defense, so many guys that are seniors. Um, you know, they're uh, they're starting to have a little bit of an injury issue. Uh, they lost uh, they lost Trace Ford, who was their best pass rusher. Uh, he uh, tore his ACL. He, uh, if you remember, he suffered a torn ACL in the Baylor game last year, and uh, prior to this season, right before the season opener, uh, tore the other ACL. So, um, so that was a uh, that was an early hit that they took. Then they lost. Trey Sterling for the year, who's one of their top safeties, and and now Brock Martin is, is out for a few games. Brock Martin is the uh, the defensive end who who was uh, splitting time with Trace Ford, so they're a little bit thin at the defensive end position. They've got some depth there, but they're uh, but they're really young. Uh, a kid named Colin Oliver, who is a uh, a talented young player, but a true freshman, uh, is is listed at the, the top of the depth chart at that defensive end position where they've had those injuries. So. Um, that's asking a lot of a uh, of a true freshman coming in at, uh, at, at on the defensive line to uh, to really be an impact player. So it's uh, but overall the defense has been has been really solid. They they're, they're coming off another game where they were really good on on third downs, two of twelve uh, for for Kansas State on third downs last week, and that's where uh, that's where this defense really made its money last year. They were best in the country on third down, getting off the field. So. They're uh, they're back to uh, to that trend and uh, and they're taking the ball away a little bit as well, which is something they were not great at last year. They only had 16 takeaways in 11 games a year ago, uh, but they've uh, they've got six this year already and uh, four in the last two games. Didn't Mike Gundy say that he made a conscious effort to move some scholarships over to the defensive side because he wanted to be better on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, you know they had so many years where uh, where they were uh, they were just so good on offense and the defense just couldn't keep up. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact timeline of it, but uh, but it's been it's been uh, you know five or six years ago now that they actually made the effort to uh, to move three or four scholarships over to the defensive side of the ball out of their 85 total to uh, to try and help boost depth on that side of the ball to get more athletes uh, that uh, that can help out on special teams as well. And uh, and and really create uh, a, a more effective defensive culture, and uh, and that's really working. It uh, it has helped that, that Jim Knowles has been uh, has been in uh, you know 
gotten comfortable in, in his role now in his fourth year and is, is really excelling in what he is installing in this defense. And, um, you know, he's a very creative guy and, uh, and, and loves to, uh, to, to move pieces around and, and do different things. And, um, you know, he's, uh, the, the defense is really comfortable with what he's doing and, uh, and they really understand what he wants out of them. And he knows what he's going to get out of them when he makes a call. Scott, we got to ask you about the uh, the young man from Waco, uh, Corey Black. How's he playing? He's playing well. You know, he's uh, he's. It's unfortunate for him that there's a couple of seniors ahead of him right now, um, and and uh, two guys that are, that are uh, that are pretty talented. But uh, but they understand the uh, the talent that that Corey has, and they're 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 circulating him in in uh, in certain situations and. And uh, just to get him experience, because they know that he's going to be one of the guys they're going to have to count on heavily next year when uh, when these two seniors are gone. So uh, he's he's played well. They uh, they love his uh, his measurables and everything that he does. He's a, a really intelligent player and, uh, and knows how to be in the right place at the right time. And, and then you package that with his his athletic ability and his long body for a for a corner. He's uh, a guy that they have really high hopes for next year. What's your biggest question mark for this team going into the Baylor game? I would say I would say it's still the offensive line, even though they're coming off two really good weeks running the football. Uh, that's still the area that uh, that you have uh, you have your curiosity about because they've got to do it on a consistent basis. They were uh, they were not very good, particularly at run blocking the first two weeks. Um, so they've got to uh, they've got to show that they're uh, ready to be a consistently good. Uh, run blocking team. Their pass protection has been uh, has been spotty at times as well, but uh, but that's the one thing that can uh, that can really uh, open up the door for this offense when they uh, when they run block well and and open some holes for the running backs and and that allows Oklahoma State to do what it wants and then in the passing game and uh, Baylor's pretty solid up front so uh, on defense so it should be a good challenge for this Oklahoma State offensive line. Hey, Scott, man, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the insight, and uh, and we appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.